guys, we like to consider ourselves very moral and upstanding citizens, right? We like to do things, even if it goes against our best interest, for the sake of the greater good. That's our devotion to the sport, to the podcasting community, and to you, the listeners. Now, if you were to ask us, the Jersey Wall hosts, what two teams we hate more than anything, Liverpool and Tottenham. And listen, we hate Liverpool. We don't even touch them. But Spurs... Spurs are like a wounded little baby bird right now, okay? They are crushed. They are stepped on. And as much as we might not like birds, we owe it to society to try to help this damn thing. Guys, on today's episode of the Jersey Wall, it is our biggest rebuild ever. We are rebuilding Tottenham Hotspur. Enjoy. Guys, three of us, one, two, three, all of us together to rebuild Spurs. We've rebuilt Spurs before, and we've had to do it with just two because Joe couldn't commit to Joe. So the fact that we were able to pry Joe into a Spurs (laughs) rebuild is going to ultimately backfire horribly because he's going to pitch Joey Barton in midfield, or we're about to have the greatest face turn of all time, and I can't wait to see which one. Guys, welcome to episode number 194 of the Jersey Wall Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Nathan Santos. Today, I got with me Mina. I got Joe. Guys, welcome. Thanks for having us. It was uh, it was too big of a job. We couldn't let just two people do it. Someone Correct. someone needed to come in. Yeah, this this is a big like a big job ahead of us. This is yeah, and I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right into it. All right, let's do it. We have technically rebuilt Spurs before. We've I feel like we do this annually almost. It's almost I feel like, like an it, annual yeah, tradition. Yeah, it's definitely point. an annual thing. However, they don't listen, and we talked Never. about this a couple of weeks ago, Mita. So you and I in particular, because we said, well, listen, here's the thing. They may not be a team that listens to our advice, but that doesn't mean that we can't continue to give it to them. Because if we don't give them that advice, then it's us, we're the problem, right? We take it upon ourselves to pitch these solutions, and ultimately, we have to just continue doing that. And if they listen, great. If they don't, they're lost, right? Yeah, man. Like, someone has to do it because they certainly aren't doing it themselves. So <laughs> we have to step in there and uh, <laughs> and give a lending helping hand because they don't listen and maybe one time they'll listen and listen we have to just keep updating it so that when they sign players that we've spoken about before we can say we were right exactly exactly dude now here's the thing dude we were talking a bit about this just previewing slightly before we went on air here before we started recording and what i found was that you and joe have put in i guess i should be surprised marginally less sense and effort and research into this because let's be real why would we want to help spurs we want to be able to say we help spurs but we don't have to give them freaking golden tickets or anything right yeah exactly. yeah my team needs helping not them so <laughs> so the way that each of us have approached this i think is very characteristic of who we are as jersey wall hosts i've put in a lot of research guys i've done a lot of work to find exact <laughs> personnel for a specific manager and ultimately with the objective for spurs is not listen the the way that Man City play, it's very hard to catch Man City. So the objective can't just be like build a team that wins leagues because you can't jump from where you are now to there. Why is you that have to ever take the steps. objective with Spurs, man? Like that's that's <laughs> because we know they need to win a trophy, but no, they, they can't win they, that they, one. Right? And that shoot for the, the league straight away. Hey, shoot for the stars. You land on them, right? For them, they have to shoot because if they're shooting for for trash, they're just I mean, that's where they're at now, right? For them, it's any <laughs> trophy will do. I've pitched them the best possible team that I could make them, and whatever happens with it will get them closer to whatever objectives they have than what they have now. Because let's be real, Joe. I, I mean, I don't have to tell you. I actually want you to tell me what they have now is a flaming pile of crap. 
Yeah, yeah, especially in uh, in defense. So I can't wait to uh, get into this and tell you guys my uh, defensive uh, lineup because that needs Jesus. And you know what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got bangers in there, bro. I got bangers. All right, I want to hear it. Let's start in, I guess, the manager that we've appointed or at least how we've gone about this for each of us. Uh, followed by the formation, and then we'll go through it. Keeper, defense. Defense obviously mm. needs a lot of work. I think all of us have made some tremendous defensive <laughs> transfers here. Now, the caveat for all of us is that we funded our rebuilds largely with the sale of Harry Kane. That can't yeah, be under, absolutely. like, we have to stress that because Kane is not staying. We're at a point here where Spurs' rebuild is, is contingent, not around building around Harry Kane, but selling him to finance your rebuild in a similar way they did with Gareth Bale. Unfortunately, that was like 10 years ago and we didn't exist at that point, right? We were not of age to be creating content or to be helping. So we couldn't help them with that rebuild. They did a horrible job. We know <laughs> that, right? They bought Eric. I don't Romala even think we spoke about Paulinho. we have to sell Harry Kane to finance the rebuild. I think we all just did it. I don't know if, yeah. Joe's, you, if Joe did, but uh, I was almost calling him Yusuf. There. Yeah, nice but one. Thanks a lot, Mina. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I assumed he wouldn't come. So I had like two versions. So it's okay. Okay. We're good. Yeah, I... I think yeah. it's important that we that we state it this way because Harry Kane's in the last year of his deal. If they can't and they won't get him to re-sign a new deal, your your two options for Harry Kane are sell him this summer or lose him on a free. And those are your only options. Now, if you're Spurs hierarchy, you probably say, well, maybe we can keep him for this year and he'll help us get to top four and that'll be worth more than his transfer value. Though, I don't think they are willing to lose him for nothing. I think that would be a tremendous colossal loss for them. And I think at some point their stubbornness will have to be, well, listen, if we can get a hundred mil for one of our players to rebuild intelligently, they're not the club to do this, but we will make the suggestion to them that that might be in their best interest because with a hundred mil, I actually, I've spent maybe do a lot of stuff. I've spent maybe one fifty here. So if you actually only have to spend 50 mil, I've been smart with my spendings. I've been pretty smart with my spending too here. I think it? net net I'm close to 150 net. Yeah. All right, fair. And th there it is, right? So, let's go through it. My manager, the person who I've selected to manage Tottenham Hotspur. I'm going to start with me because I know you guys, well, I, I won't take anything away from what you guys, have done. <laughs> you guys can get into it in a second. Mm -hmm. I have gone with what do Spurs have now? What are their strengths and what are their weaknesses? Their weaknesses are terrible players, right? We know this. Lack of identity. <laughs> and and no upper like hierarchy of management right so like some huge huge weaknesses <laughs> at the upper echelon of the board here right so the whole so what do i have to do it. yeah it's, it's a real problem all around so what do i have to do i have to say okay who are the what are their if any best attributes and i have to bring in somebody who can work with that so i think the spurs project is trying to be led in the direction given who they've been linked with managerially not with the Contes and the Mourinho's of the world. I think that was a test that they went with to see if they could win the trophy. It didn't work. And now we know in the modernity of modern football, we have to look at, you need a long-term project. Joe will hate that answer, but you do, right? You want to be rebuilding mm. with players <laughs> who you have, getting young ones, making them better. So hopefully you can challenge things, not right away, but long-term, because otherwise you just have chaos every 18 months, every two years. And that's not what they want anymore. So I've gone with an elite young manager in Europe who I think is perfectly attainable, who plays to their strengths. And what their strengths are is that Spurs will be a wide team next season. Spurs' best positions are in the wide areas and everything in the middle sucks and everything in defense sucks. 
So I've opted with a back three to make better use of wingbacks because let's be real. There's probably only two positions at Spurs right now that are going to be locks for next season. And they are the wingbacks. These players are not fullbacks. We'll get to that when we get into to our full team. But I looked at that as saying, okay, well, I need to get really, really good defenders in a back three. Midfielders can cover a lot of ground in the center of the park. And then who am I going to look at tactically to play up front? That is dependent on the manager. The manager I've selected is Sporting's Ruben Amorim. I mean, this I, is I a kind of perfect appointment. That's for, this I is, knew I, you'd either go with him or company. And I, yeah. I was kind of, I was thinking you may go with company, but yeah. No, no, I, I, we did a few, a few weeks ago, right? We were talking about like the dream managerial selections for three different teams. And I mentioned the wild card of Vincent company, but I think my realistic one was Ruben Amorim. So this shouldn't have been that big of a surprise to anybody because listen, Ruben Amorim plays with a back three check, right? He's a young coach looking to overtake a project that he can develop. Check. That's what they're looking for, right? So is Vincent company, but company has less pedigree in management. And so I think if you look at what Amorim has done with sporting and the way that they play, Spurs will buy into that philosophy because for one, it plays that will in a way that will that will make the use out of, out of their strengths currently. He won't need huge amounts of money to make it work, but if you rebuild it, he can develop the team into being something that works really, really well. So I think Ruben Amorim playing a 3-4-3 iteration, a 3-4-2-1 iteration with his wingers as kind of like inside forwards, I think works perfectly. And I can't wait to, to lay out my team. But... I'm not the only one who pitched this. I want to hear from both you guys, because from what I hear, a little birdie told me that you guys may not have, have taken the same approach as me. Mina, I want you to go next to me, please. <clears throat> How have you approached this? I've approached this in a way of what have Spurs done in the last 10, 15 years, and what can I do to completely avoid every single thing that they've done in the last 10 to 15 years? And most recently, they've been playing a back three. So you're right. Their current set of players are more suited to play a back three. If you sign maybe five or six players, you can fix that system. I went the other way. Their current set of players is trash. So I'm not going to play a back three because I'm going to sign nine players in a good way to make me play a back four that will be best for the upcoming managers because let's let's face it, more managers play a back four than a back three. So if your back three manager doesn't work, you kind of have to go and sign a back four manager that can either work with the squad you've built. And I trust that you've built a, a good squad that can work in multiple systems. But I went with, let me get the most probability of success here by going against the grain of everything Spurs has done in the past 10, 15 years, especially focusing on the last five years post Pochettino. So I've completely ignored the back three system and I've went with, no one as my manager because I couldn't. <laughs> I was thinking, mm. could, should I do it? What, who am I bringing in? Is it Nogglesman? Is it someone <laughs> else? And I couldn't think of a name where I wanted to sentence that person to career suicide <laughs> by going to Tottenham Hotspur because every single time they go, the guy's amen, like, okay, Mina, amen. are you going to hire a sporting director? And then no. And then, and then Spurs have to come out and say, oh yeah, we weren't interested in Nogglesman anyway. Oh, we weren't yeah. interested in so-and-so anyway. Yeah, <laughs> piss off, man. No one wants to join your crusty-ass club. No one wants to come work with you, Daniel Levy, because you won't hire football people to do football things. So I'm taking it upon myself to hire the players and to buy the players that you need, but I'm, I'm washing my hands from the managerial appointment. Right. I've yeah seriously like Pontius Pilate and Jesus I've I've and I've washed my hands away with it. 
So you're basically taking, so you might as well just put Oli Gunnar Solskjaer in charge. You're, you're basically like, I'm going to leave it to the player. Sure. You guys, actually, no, guys because I love Oli. I don't want him to do that. I love <laughs> No, Ollie, no, so I don't mean put, well put him there. I just mean the that. approach. That's just Go it. For like, it. Yeah. I'm going to leave it to the players. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Then just Stevie, you guys figure it Stevie out. Stevie G, because he's, he's <laughs> a trash manager too. So yeah, let him go and, and play with vibes and, and let the players be afraid to talk to him. So yeah, I've, I've washed my hands of it. Joe, what did you do, bro? Honestly, I couldn't have said it better than Mino, but uh, for the manager appointment, <laughs> I actually went with myself. I have four yes. Champions League wins on Football Manager, <laughs> and yes, that's Joe. more than anything Spurs has. No, no we got Will Stills that, in the building risk. here, okay? So I'm telling you we have now. to just take in for a second. We have Will Stills sitting in the co-hosting chair, the football manager turned pro. <laughs> Joe's going to turn it around for Tottenham, bro. Why not? You have more I pedigree it, than dude. they do. I love it. I'm telling you. So I, I decided with my formation and everything what fits me best, and it's the 4 3 3. So <laughs> that I'm just, um, just going to okay. say it from now. I'm the manager, I'm the boss. I've kept this it is as my a 4 2 3. I'm going to play some good Brexit football. Oh, All right, bro. I can't wait to hear the, the juxtaposition and lineups that each of us. I hope that this makes for really, really good content because it'll either be for great content. It would have been so boring if we all went content. with a back three and, and signed someone that could play a, a good back I guess three. I feel like true. that would have been really, really boring. Fair enough. And the most Spurs thing to do is take your team and hire Gareth Southgate to do it. <laughs> because he played the back three and he's English and he's cheap. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, so just like marginally tweak. To do. Marginally tweak the, the signings I make. To be like, we like yeah. it. But we want to make it but how about slightly worse. What if I do Gareth Southgate? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I think it's like to work yeah. under under Daniel Levy. I'm sure that's exactly what it's like. And that's why that's yeah, we're not we're no longer interested in, in Nagos, man. Really. You yeah, are no longer I'm sure you're okay. no longer oh my god. Yeah, we couldn't go with Nagos, man, just because that report came out saying that that, that <laughs> it's like when I think the one that I've made makes a lot of sense, but I I it's like I when a guy approaches a chick at the bar and yep. then she says she's not interested, and then he spreads that rumor that he didn't want her because right. he, like first, so that so that she you know <laughs> yeah. he doesn't get dragged so yeah, by she's his not my boys type. in the group chat. Yeah, she, uh, you know what? She was not my type. <laughs> 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 all right let's go let's go into it. so first order of business first order of business if we get back on track here we know that there are transfers to make beyond a starting 11 we understand this we understand that uh they have a, a number of players to get rid of right can i start with the players who they have to get rid of please and thank you mm. i mean uh, we could say everybody but in, in all seriousness who do they absolutely have to get rid of uh hoy beer i'm done pretending that he's a good player i think he's terrible <laughs> I think he's a. I think he's an aggressive runner, but I don't think he's actually good at, at anything. Uh, Skip, really? Do I, need I say more? Ben Davies, mm. forget it. Please stop. What are we doing here? The versatility that you know, like people will throw versatile, like it's a good thing. Like, oh, he's a very versatile player. That just like if you're trash at everything, you could play anywhere, right? It doesn't actually mean people can make fuel out of dung and fertilizer out of dung. <laughs> it's a very versatile substance, but <laughs> just because you're versatile, still doesn't a pile mean you're of crap, good. right? Right. Yeah, it's still a pile of shit. Eric Dyer, mm. come on, come on. Come on. Really? Eric Dyer's trash, bro. I'm so sick of Eric Dyer. Get this dude mm -hmm. out of here. Davinson Sanchez, this poor guy's bit like just the most erratic. There's no manager that Send I can see who will get a lot out of Davinson Sanchez. I think he just needs a move. Uh, and even Perisic because bro came in thinking he would be one thing and he just doesn't have those anymore. And I think he just needs to. Now he plays left back. That, that's everybody who I think like immediately without question, you got to dump. As but now, if you can get any amount of money for any of these players, if you can actually move them, then you would have financed my entire transfer window here. Five million in a pack of crisps. 
Dude, 100%. Like, you have to imagine their combined value is going to be 600K, something like that. Like, it's not going to it's not gonna be very much, right? Like, newly promoted sides would be looking like, oh, yeah, I, I'll take a Hoy beer. Oh, yeah, I'll take an Eric Dyer. But, like, the Prem has gone beyond these types of points. But anyway, not the point. What we definitely need to start with, and I didn't even mention these in the get rid of, because there's nobody to get rid of. There's just a vacancy in this position. The keeper. Spurs' keepers are just yeah. awful, dude. Like, you, I didn't think you could downgrade from Hugo Lloris, and then they did. Yeah. And so now I'm at a place where almost anything will be an upgrade, but there's actually quite a few keepers who I think will be on the market that would suit not only my system here with Ruben Amorim, but just defensively what it means to be a Premier League goalkeeper. I've locked in at the Dream signing, who I think is also pretty realistic if they, if they could make it happen. And that's Emmy Martinez. What do we think? Hmm. Oh wow! It's uh, it's definitely an interesting signing. To be honest, I feel like it would be a step down from Villa. I mean, and I'm, I'm it, not yo, even. I, I consider I'm genuinely, that. I consider genuinely, not, yeah. I'm not like going in for a for a stab here or anything like that. Genuinely, I think it is a step down from from Villa. I think he has more of a ceiling of where Villa can be than than when he than when he goes to Spurs. And I think he also the yeah, North London thing and just having him having spent so much time in in Arsenal. I just don't think he would do it, but I, it would definitely fit the system. And it's exactly what they need is just someone who's a complete shithouse to get under your skin, a, just a character because the they've been so vanilla. Bro. Yeah, they've a been menace, so awful. Um, an aggressive menace exactly. who, can make, who can clean up this back line. Like, he I would think absolutely that... like it, it charge their back line with something and he would speak a lot to his, to his center backs. And it's definitely okay. something that they need. But um, uh, I think you have him in the dream position for a reason yeah it's not like i did consider the fact that could this be considered a step down and i thought well in all fairness i don't want to be you know like discredit villa either spurs most years are closer to champions league football if they're not actively playing in it which they were this year right he will make more money and and even though they're further away from trophies i think if it's part of a project like this i i think that he would view this as an up grade because he'd look at yeah you know well, i'll probably be challenging closer for even if it's not winning because i mean they have Spurs no history of no success Champions League football if they found themselves in a final against liverpool by accident <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> seriously it's true you're i, I can't i can't dispute it for the for the Two-time Champions League winner i'm aston villa he's, he's I, good where he is i do think that emmy martinez is probably going to look at some point at his future and say listen like I'm one of the best in, in the world of my position. Mm -hmm. And I think that he's going to want to be rewarded for that, either financially or in terms of playing on, on Champions League nights. And even if they're not winning it, Spurs play in the Champions League. Maybe maybe next season they won't be. But the season after, with, with, with what I'm about to propose to them, I think they probably will be. You have to remember, at the beginning of the season, everybody thought Spurs was going to finish third this year. Right? Yeah, Spurs yeah, yeah. under Conte no, was supposed to be this bull running myself. Yeah, me too. Right? Like, this was this yeah. where we thought they'd be. Mm -hmm. And then they fell off, and that's that's the Spurs in it. But having a player like Martinez in that to to just fix a lot of you know like shaky goals that that happen that deflate the team, I think is a massive massive upgrade into what they have now. And I think if you're him and you go, okay, well, yeah, we're going to be playing in Europe, and I can't I can't I can't really propose trophies, but at least it's a fine like financially you'll be compensated more, and you'll be more likely to be playing in the Champions League. I think he'd look to that and say, yeah, I think this is probably a step up for me. Joe, what do you think? Uh, I agree. I agree. I mean, look, I, I no, actually, I disagree. I, I, I think you should stay at Villa. 
He should definitely <laughs> stay at Villa. I think there's more structure. Uh, there's Unai Emery. Uh, that alone by itself. I think like people underestimate Unai Emery by itself. So I just want to give him some respect. Um, but you know what? Like I'm just going to transition to my goalie real quick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to tell you who I think is the main guy in this team. And it's going to be Pickford. Okay, because when Everton Stop. get relegated, Boo. we're gonna pick him up for peanuts. Joe. Yeah, bro, he's been Pickford, relegated bro. twice. You can't have a keeper so been relegated two times. No. So is Ramsdale. No, and look bro. at where I Ramsdale is now. No, no, me, me, care, this is England Ramsdale's number one for a reason, bro. I've seen enough this season. Oh, yeah, he's, he's the guy. I'm telling you, I understand why he's England number one. He's actually sick. Uh, I rate Pickford. I disagree. So I think I Pickford don't. would do very. Listen, obviously, Pickford is the third best goalie. I think Pope and Ramsdale are both better than him. I honestly, Pope, I feel like it's decent. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen. Uh, I mean, I don't like Pick, but go ahead. Sorry. Everything is better than Hugo. I'm Luis not against and... it for, for Spurs, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's, I am. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, a, you... it's a substantial enough upgrade from what Hugo, from the, from the limitations of Hugo Lloris and what they have. I think Pickford will be another iteration of that. Right but, now, he's well, a better Hugo Lloris doesn't, Lloris. hasn't saved a goal in 30 years, by the way. Like, he hasn't saved the ball. I know, he but that's, so, I'm not saying he's not an upgrade over current Hugo Lloris. I'm saying that at his best, he's going to be what Hugo Lloris was, which is just decent reflexes, but also no, not no, calm, no, 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 not confident, good, good enough distribution. Like, be bro, a he's not cheap solid. pickup, though. It'd be, be a cheap pickup. pickup. Yeah, very I, cheap. Yeah, bro, I, come on, come on. I'm going to make some cheap Nathan, you're not too, the, you're not the manager. To. I am. I'm the manager. Okay? <laughs> I know what I want for my team. This is your team. <laughs> this is my team. I want Pickford. Shut up. Hi, bro. You know who you Tell have. Tell me what I want. Uh, I bought Livakovic from uh, from Dynamo Zagreb. Um, I, I think it's a very the realistic Croatia? shout. From, the Croatian uh, guy. The World Cup yeah, the Croatian guy. Damn, that's, right. yeah, good. A little short. Yeah, that's a good shout. That's an interesting shout, bro. Yeah, yeah because yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the keepers that are going to go probably sign either stay at their big clubs or go to bigger clubs um i don't they're definitely not in a shout for mike manuel i think mike manuel no, is going to be the number no, one prize goalkeeper in the world yeah for for the next goalkeeper to move um i didn't want to go buy a goalkeeper in the prem because the prem is loaded with money and unless you're going with a keeper that is getting relegated you're not going to get a keeper for some good money so um mm. i didn't want to spend too much um so I wanted to go with someone who is known, uh, can get, you know, like can have some decent saves is average with their feet, to be honest, not the best, but average. Um, but someone who can definitely improve. I think he's, he's, he's not young, but he's young for a keeper. He's 28. So it's yeah. it, for a keeper. You, you can definitely get a, like a good contract length, mm-hmm. um, out of him and he can definitely improve based on the players that you put around him and I've I've got some some good ball players around him so I'm not necessarily want him to play with his feet too much just find your center backs find your uh find your your CDMs um so I just went with Livakovic kind of a conservative buy but uh, I think is is going to be a good effective player in my system here that's a that's an interesting shout I hadn't considered that my, it's my outside, alternative it's an outside shout my alternative for for Emi Martinez was uh, actually David Rea, who plays for Brentford. Yeah, right, because he actually is exceptional with his feet, and he's solid enough as a shot stopper. Maybe not quite the menace that I need, but for the system that I play, the the long balls like that Roman tends to go with from his keepers, I think David Rea would be a great pickup. And the thing is with keepers, 
keepers aren't that expensive. Like a really expensive keeper is costing like 30 mil because mm-hmm. they recognize like, even if I'm selling my keeper, I can go get another keeper. The step off from a keeper to another is not going to be as considerable as some of the outfield players. So realistically, even if you're going to get them for either of these keepers, I think you're looking between 20 and 30 mil like tops. Yeah. I don't think that any club is going to charge more for that for their keeper. Cause they'll probably look at the market and go, eh, I'll go find another one. Right. Yeah, exactly. Not that expensive. Not that expensive. That's so anyway, that's that's a good that's a good starting keeper. We all agree that keepers definitely need an upgrade. And interesting that we've Absolutely. all gone with uh, with different yeah. ones. Let's move on to defense because you guys have gone with 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 back fours. So I actually really want to hear your back fours because for me it's a back three, and then wing backs. Do you have any current an players in your back three? That's a great question. I have one and only because I wanted to keep some amount of chemistry within the team, but I don't, mm. uh, but, but I could easily replace all three of the center backs. I've replaced two of them. Like I have a completely new back five, including the keeper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe, do you, what do you have? Do you have any, anybody staying? Uh, yeah, I have one player staying from the back four. Is it Who Christian is it? Romero for you guys? Is that the guy that you've, kept, you've kept? Romero for yeah. me. Yeah, I've thought I thought about yeah. it, but I I think he's like better in a back three than a four, so I didn't want to keep him in my back four. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, who wants to go first here? Because you guys both have back fours. So maybe I should hear from you guys first. Because I'd love are we to doing hear center backs first, or are we doing? Yeah, we might as like well do full... center backs first. Yeah, yeah, let's do center backs first. Who's your center back partnership, Mina? Yeah, that's just. Uh, I went to Italy for for both players here, so I went with Bastoni <laughs> from Inter and okay. Kim and Jay for for decent Bro. cheaper picks. Those are world beaters. How much is the how much no. is the the release clause on Kim Min Jay's contract? I thought he was signing a new contract to get rid of that. Because it's like no, under 50, right? So far, not he's 45 million right now. So yeah. far, he hasn't signed a new contract. So if like it would be stupid for anyone in the Premier League to not pick up Kim and Jay for 45 million. You're right. And right now I'm I'm bringing him in. I'm telling him, hey, listen, don't worry. We're we're gonna bring you in. To a completely new back four, you're not going to play with any of these players, so you're going to have good, solid right. uh, <laughs> partnerships everywhere. Like, don't don't look at the current Spurs as, as a marker of what we're building here. We're building a good team. Right. So I've, close your I've eyes. Close put your Kim eyes. and Jay on the right, Bastoni on the left. So that's what I meant when I said I've got really good ball playing center backs. You have perfect ones, yeah. For great. my keepers, and and I think it's going to be a great partnership, to be honest. And Bastoni is another one who I think his contract expires in twelve months. So again, mm. cheap buy here. I I don't think he'll cost more than thirty million. So that's a seventy-five million partnership for an absolute major upgrade. And that that is with the caveat of I hope Kim Minjay doesn't sign a new contract. Yeah, dude. Not to like I I could pick at that and say like that's just way out of Spurs' realm of possibility here. But in theory, yeah, bro, that's in theory. I mean, Bastoni, I prefer in a back three than a than a two because he plays in a back three comfortably. Now I don't know how he would adapt to that in the same way. But I slot Christian Romero in because I didn't didn't get rid of him anywhere like that. I was like, no way that that that's even possible. But dude, yeah, Kim Minjay who I considered, I was like, yeah, but Spurs aren't getting him. He's awesome. He'll go to somebody way better <laughs> I know, than Spurs. I know. I kind of felt dirty doing it, but I was like, okay, are we doing like prime rebuild or are we doing yeah. let's like, so that that's the thing. I, that, that's kind of where I went with more of a high profile player. The rest right. of the players you'll see is it, they're a little bit more conservative. So no, overall, this team is very balanced. All right. Joe, how did you approach this? Yeah, I, I mean, love uh, who's playing for you, Joe? Back, for manager my Joe? My center back pairing. Uh, I, I kept Romero 
And uh, on the side with him, I actually went for uh, Webster from Brighton. Okay. I actually don't mind that. Tell me more. Yeah. You think that's enough quality? Yeah, I mean, look, look, look. look. So, how are you? Yeah, yeah, no, for for where we're at right now. For, yeah, I'm gonna tell you from where we're at right now, we're gonna play some Jose Mourinho football. Okay, this is <laughs> this needs some. I know it didn't work. I this don't is year shit. one in a three year care. rebuild. Re- year one in a three year rebuild. Okay, we need some good Brexit football. We need to clear the ball out. You know, I don't want no playing around the box bullshit. I don't do that. Okay, kick it out, out. So I think Romero and Webster too strong. Uh, not so much agile, but strong players as my center backs. Uh, that that's what I'm going with, man. I think. Uh, trust me, I won the Champions League. Awesome players, yeah. So I'm football <laughs> manager. Yeah, yeah. I can't dispute your accreditations, Joe. I mean, if you've won the Champions League, bro, like who are we to who are we to target with here? <laughs> uh, I begrudgingly kept Romero because I don't love him. I think he's the best of the bad options that they have currently. I understand he's a World Cup winner. I, I just think. Mm. The best version of Romero actually hasn't been seen yet at Spurs because he plays on the right side of a back three, but his best position is actually in the center of a back three mm-hmm. and they just can't possibly play with Eric <laughs> Dyer on the right. So they're like, well, guess you're going to play on the right. So I've kept him in this formation here that I've done, but it is begrudgingly because I've half-heartedly kept him on the right side to accompany the, the best uh, attributes of the center backs I brought in. The first and foremost person who I brought in here is Evan Indica who is going to be a free agent leaving Frankfurt like this summer. So this is free. Zero dollars if Spurs go get him. Okay? <laughs> this is a, he plays in a back three currently with, with Frankfurt, the way that they play. And this is just a like perfect modern central defender. His weakest attribute at times, he, he's just because of his aggression, his athleticism, he, he'll miss time tackles slightly, but he recovers exceptionally well because he's a six foot two monstrous athlete who can beat pretty much anybody for pace if he's playing within a, a high line. His passing, his long passing is not great, admittedly, but his short passing, very, very respectable, very, very decent. His composure on the ball is super, super underrated. And I think playing in this back three in particular plays to all of his strengths because now you have the way that Ruben Amorim plays with, with his back three has the central defender as the one who will push forward a little bit when they're building up from the back to create this triangle. That's where I'd like Romero to be playing. However, the other center back who I've purchased here to actually play in the middle is Axel de Sassi coming in from Monaco. And this dude's a monster. So what I've gone here, what I've gone for here is monsters. Now these dudes are both French. So chemistry playing together, I'm not that worried. I think they'll be able to figure it out pretty quickly because France have about a thousand center backs who can't get called up to the national team. These are two who are monsters. <laughs> you might remember Axel de Sassi scored a banger at the World Cup. People are like, who is that guy? That monstrous <laughs> center back who played one time is Axel de Sassi. Listen, very, very tidy passer. Big, strong guy, but not the fastest, which is why I'd like to tuck him into the middle. Uh, his composure on the ball is really good. He's and he's he's a f- like just freak to get by, right? In terms of aerial duels, one he's not going to get bullied off the ball. And because he's a little bit slower, I want to keep him in the center. But he's actually very versatile, and at times he does play right back for Monaco, but more as the as the tucked in right back. So if I have to, and I put Romero in the middle, and I can put him on the on the right side of it, I can do that too because he's objectively a better defender. And I'm going to need this coverage for my wing backs because especially under Ruben Amorim. The width that the that the wingbacks provide is imperative. It's like arguably the most the most important part of the whole system is the width that these players provide. So I needed three strong defenders who are athletic, who are 
composed. And I don't love the idea of Romero playing next to Indica because I think that's slightly too frantic, which is why I'd love to play DeSassi through the middle. But I think this is a problem that Ruben Amarim will be able to figure out which one of them would be better suited for that position because Romero, though, might be slightly better objectively as the center the central center back in a back three i think in this system might be best suited to just continue to adapt as a right center back because the is more of a is more of a monster and he's more composed so i think having it a slightly more erratic center back to either side of him will be something that he can compensate well with rather than two playing next to each other because i feel like that could be subject to some attacks i like it not not a pair that i'm currently familiar with but uh, one monsters, that i'm excited bro. to learn about They're monsters either of them could go to your club your your club as well maybe not joe's club because joe's club has a thousand center backs but <laughs> yeah we these guys a lot are of those right, got dude. tons and tons, Send and tons Harry of them Maguire. <laughs> but i think this is a huge upgrade like just for as a back th- as far as a back three goes if you have emmy martinez and then these three defensively i think you'll be solid and i think building out from the back which is how he likes to play and then springing these wide players and then a very versatile front three dude like I built a, a great team here. All these guys are awesome. And so I, like I don't know who has the best backlight. I think Mina just kind of cheated a little bit, but it, buying the objectively best <laughs> players with the highest profile. But hey, man, why not? Million. Why wouldn't you go with it? Um, <laughs> I guess we'll transition into 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 fullbacks. I'll give you my wingbacks. So I'd imagine as your guys as fullbacks, but I don't I don't want to speak at a turn here for you guys. Pedro Porro was purchased as a right wingback playing under Ruben Amari. He knows the system. He knows how to get the job done. He is not a right back. He's not a good defensive player. This is a player who is maximized his skill set in wide areas as an attacker, which is why the wingback position exists. On the other side, they purchased last summer Destiny Udigi from Udinese, who's a bombing fullback who loves to get forward and is quite productive in terms of um, output, right? In terms of goals and assists and whatnot. He's got seven goal involvements this season as a 20-year-old wingback in this area, and he's left-footed. So I think when you have these two players who are both very, very good at what they do, but that's the only side of their game that's actually good at what they do, I think that's what you have to build for. I think that that's the whole reason you bring in a manager who goes for a back three, because neither of these players can play right back or left back objectively. They must be playing further up in wing back positions. And so I think why not play to their best attributes? Alternatively, Ryan Sessegnon, who I kept, can be a good rotation piece for, for Destiny Udigi because obviously it'll be his first season in the Premier League. But him too, a wingback, a player who likes to get forward. All of these players in these areas, this is where they will be best suited and this is where the game will, will work for them. And Ruben Amarim will get the most out of them in these positions. And I want to hear who you guys have at right back and at left back because... To me, it makes no sense how you could play right backs and left backs unless you bought new ones entirely. I would point like, well, why I did I buy you. I have a Poro? brand new back five? You bought Poro in the summer. You bought the other guys six months before that. How are you? I certainly you? didn't buy Poro. No, I mean, Poro. neither did I. Um, no, I, I questioned leaving Pedro Poro in provided my CDM brings cover, but I felt like that would be very, very, like it would leave us completely. Um, open to threat with balls in behind. So I didn't really want that. So I kind of kept him as a squad player if we ever want to go to a back three, because as I said, I didn't choose the manager. So if a manager comes in and wants to play back three, that's fine. But the guy that I brought in also can play as a right wing back. So we're good there. I brought in uh, Leverkusen's finest, Frimpong, at uh, right back. Frimpong, you better put him at wing back, bro. He's right. as attacking, yes. if not more so, than uh, yeah. I think. And just but gonna get attacking right fullbacks back. is where listen trent made a name by despite being 
right. getting cooked every single time at right back. So uh, I'm, I have no problem it's putting Frimpong in, in the in the right right back slot in the Premier League. And as a left oh, back, I bought Estupinian from Brighton. Okay. I, I don't mind the the stupid the purpose of stupid shout. I think both of them are wing backs though. So I think you're you're better suited to just Estupinian put in another back center back. back. They play in the back four. Do you see where he plays, bro? On paper, he's a left back. Bro is I'm telling you, I bought Bastoni and Kim Min Jae. We're fine. <laughs> we are okay, buddy. Better throw a marrow on there too. Just turn it into a back three right now because honestly, you got great <laughs> wing backs. That's what you have. You have great wing backs. I have great fullbacks that are very attacking. Yeah, and bad at defending. <laughs> and therefore they're wing decent backs. enough at defending. Joe, who do you have? <laughs> I uh, I actually got as my right back uh, Pereira from uh, Leicester. Yes, that's a good yeah. pickup. That's a perfect yeah. pick. That's a right back, Joe. I that's hey, now we're right talking. Back. I like yeah, that. It's a Champions League. You know, spoken I, like a Champions League winning manager. What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? Um, he he he'd be decent for me as a right back. I know he's only he's twenty nine, but uh, but I still rate him as a defender. Even though Leicester, we all know, has the worst defense in the world. But uh, but he he's he's the only good one there. So I I definitely take him in. He's an actual right back. Goes for attacking wise, he's decent. Going back, he's good. He's a proper left uh, right back. Sorry, or full back rather than wing back. But then on left back, actually, I went with Spinazzola from Roma. Thirty-year-old Spinazzola. Yeah, I'd go with a thirty-year-old Spinazzola. Hundred. I thought about it when right? I was going to play a back three, and I was like, nope. Yeah, I think yeah. He's thirty years he's old. Slightly attacking. I know he. I know he's thirty, but he is slightly attacking, bro. This is. I'm telling you guys, we need one right back who. Uh, one of the fullbacks needs to be like kind of defensive, and yeah. then Spinazzola can run, run up, bro. Do your thing. I, yeah. and when I watch him at Roma, he's fantastic. He's been amazing all season. Uh, we he gets credit because of the. Uh, the Euros, but you know, I think he needs a prem move now. I mean, last mm. few years on his contract or whatever, uh, last few years on his uh, sorry, his age, he's only he's 30, so like he might as well just play right. here, end it up with uh, Joe Football, you know, the best football in the world, Joe Ball. Joe Ball, <laughs> it's it's interesting to me. I like your juxtaposition here, Joe, but even you, I mean, we listen, we have wingbacks, I think ultimately, mm. like Pereira is a proper right back. But because mm. I, I put him about even in terms of his abilities, Mina's ha Mina has wingbacks. Like, just straight. <laughs> Mina has wingbacks. Playing fullback. Don't worry about it. Which You're gonna get I am definitely worried about. You're going to get cooked on the transition. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Opposition, maybe. But, like, you will also yeah. get cooked in transition if your fullbacks are playing I've got the corner Bastonian flags. Because I've got Bastonian, Kim, and Jay to clean up. And you don't know who I have in my in I was my just going to say, I want to hear you have in midfield. Yeah, you please tell me you have some just destroyers. Then I'm like, okay, okay, I'll get to it because at this point, I have serious, like, clenching my teeth, flexing my neck muscles. We are type. here. Are listen, you sure about that? Are Spurs exciting? Would you say that Spurs are exciting? Currently? Yeah. Ever? No. In no, life? No, no, no. In history? But I thought We're you meant... We're playing exciting <laughs> total yeah, football. 4-3 right. every single game. You know Don't what? You know who your manager is, Mina? It's Marcelo Bielsa. I hope you have Bielsa in charge. There we go. Yeah, yeah, there's your murder manager. ball. Just go exactly. murder ball. Murder ball. We're gonna go full out. It. We're gonna go just balls to the wall. We're gonna win, win game, every four. single game. Four three five four. Yeah. We're we're taking the Atalanta route here. You're taking the Dortmund route. Bro. <laughs> there you go. Atalanta that's, Dortmund. All that's of them. the light of that's the logic of football. I love it. <laughs> every one uh, of them. So now we can kind of move into our pivots. Joe, you said you have a four three three. Mina, you have a four two three, three one, one, and I have a yeah, I've got a double. Play. I have a three four two one. So I have. 
Mina and I both have pivots, which means Joe, I want you to go first. Who's holding down the fort yeah. for you? Are you playing with, with a, like a, a lone six? Yeah, uh, we're gonna have a CDM in this definitely. Okay, um, who you got? Uh, who, who, for who? the way I want to play. So okay, so there's two options actually for this position. Okay. Okay. One of them is in DD. Right. Okay. Yeah, you know what, bro? Go raid the relegated. Fire yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or the relegated Everton, because the next one's Onana. Those are the two I went for. I absolutely love it. Yeah, bro. bro come on. Do you fully Did went you for know? relegation football? Here. Yeah, bro. Listen, listen just wait to start. wait to hear my midfield. All three of them are getting real. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear it, bro. I love it. <laughs> Joe, yeah. tell me why. Explain, explain yourself a little bit here. I mean, I, I, I get it. It makes sense. You're going for breaks of ball and you're going for absolute destroyers in midfield. So I know. You don't bro. get run through. Uh, not only that. But you're not worried that, like, what's your ambition with this burst side? Just not get relegated or to actually play? Think of Matic, okay? Matic comes. He sits in the CDM, puts yep. one foot in, gets the ball. He's not going to burst forward, but he distributes the ball pretty well. I think I can develop okay. that with Onana. You know, he's a young guy. And yep. uh, I think with Ndidi, we all know Ndidi is actually really, really good. It's just Leicester really, really suck. So yeah. he needs, he, <laughs> so needs well said, bro. He, he just needs help, right? And uh, I think he's he's developed certain abilities that can help me with my team, especially short passing and that freaking killer tackles. That's what I want to see. You know, I love a man who tackles. So Interception. Interception galore. You know, I'm not saying we're going to be amazing going forward that much, but you know what? We'll hold the ball. We'll hold it. We'll get it back. I want to get the ball back. So I, I think uh, that's that's why I went with Onana and Didi. I think Onana, I can we can develop. Twenty one years old. He's he is the best player in Everton. I don't really care what anyone says. So once he's relegated, how much is that? Is five dollars, five and a half bucks. Yeah, yeah, probably we can cheap. get him. Five dollars. Yeah, we can get him for cheap. They, they grossly overpaid for him. They paid like thirty five mil for him when they bought him. From, I think it was yeah. Lille that they bought him from. Yeah. And guess how much I'm gonna play, Nathan? Five million. So if this is the math. <laughs> So, Joe, head. are you getting both? Are you no, getting both to play I, I together think it's either or just one? one? It's either one because either both one. of okay, them okay. do deserve that makes sense. Uh, first team. So football. that's the difference. Yeah. If you got both, then you'd be a relegation side because yeah. then you're fighting for your life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Just one. one I can is, understand. Okay. One is good. One Fair is enough. Good. One of them. So that's that's. Mina, you said you're you're raiding the relegation zone. I'm raiding the relegation because there's. So I want to hear. There is a ton of value that you're absolutely right. I've raided. I've gone to the relegation zone too. Mina, tell me who you got. I might as well buy Southampton because I just got. James Will Prowse and Lavia. Oh, I knew pivots. you were gonna do that. Good I work. knew you were gonna Just, do that. Because I, I was gonna say, listen, James Will Prowse needs to go to Tottenham. And I was searching and searching and searching for a for a, a like someone else to hold down the fort and just be a combative six and just be all action. And I was like, what they did the work for me. Yeah. Why do I have to go look somewhere else? Get the chemistry in, bring Romero Lavia and James Will Prowse in. I want to see the golf celebration all the time, every single free <laughs> kick that they get. Yep. And yeah, yeah, just go for it. The chemistry is there. The chemistry is there. That the like only that. two players playing, like who who are good at Southampton. No, there's probably one more. Like, like yeah. for a shit team. Yeah, an absolute disastrous team. Uh, I actually really like the shout. I I steered clear of of Romeo Lavia, not because I don't think he'd be perfect for this side, because I do think that I, I would have bought him in a heartbeat, but because I think he's too good. I think that he'll, he yeah. has higher heights I to go to higher aspirations for, <laughs> but I actually mean, I completely agree. Too much. I completely agree with the James Ward Prowse shot. I went and got James Ward Prowse too. Yes, I, bro. Yes. I will look I mean, at this. So did I in, so. in my first draft of this. Yeah. Let's wait, go. Joe, did you get James Ward Prowse too? All three of us. Yeah. Got James Ward Prowse. I, I kept yeah, uh, Benton Coor and I have James Ward Prowse with him. 
Yeah. That's your midfield. I love it. Here we are, bro. We're yeah. all doing this. You know what? This is the James yeah. Ward Press appreciation. You have to get James I don't think Ward that dude gets enough. Everybody. I think nah, that dude's nah. awesome. Let's talk about him. Okay, my first draft of this the crime midfield. that he doesn't play for England. Playing next to. 100%. So I should mention the other player who I have currently. Actually, you know what? Let's save it because I'm going to get to it. It's a destroyer. Okay. In my first draft, I actually went with Orkin Kokchu because we spoke about him a few weeks ago. Right? Yeah, Players did. who are ready for the next step. I pitched him to Spurs. I think it makes a lot of sense. It just doesn't quite work with how Ruben Amorim plays. And I'm very, very conscious of that. I'm very conscientious of that, rather. Uh, Kokchu's a fantastic, like, attacking midfielder in a double pivot from a deeper playmaking role. But defensively, he has liabilities. And Ruben Amorim's team doesn't have time for that, bro. Ruben Amorim's team's like, nah, I need, I need, like, aggressive pressers, great tacklers who can intercept who are all energy. But... But James Ward-Prowse also has the other side of his game, which is that deep-lying playmaker role as well. Dude has yep. a passing range on him like you wouldn't believe. He can whip the ball like it's nobody's business, and you have your set-piece taker in the team. Locked up, it's done. set-piece is so good. It's over. And so I had to put him with the Destroyer. So I actually kept, kept the first Tottenham player here who I've actually kept in midfield is Yves Basuma. Yves Basuma is massively underrated. I thought of putting Basuma there, but I was like, just, just get Lavia. People yeah. forget about... Yves Basuma and what his abilities are because he's been injured for most of this season. But he, I would go so far as to say he's the... Let's go through Spurs' holding midfield options. Because you said Ben Tenker, Joe. I want to I talk about Ben Tenker because I did keep him in my rotation, but he's not my starter. I think Ben Tenker is a bit of a pussy. Sorry. Like, <laughs> That's I, okay. Not That's to, okay. You know what I mean? Like I, It's not that I don't like him. He's just a little bit oh. soft, right? I call him the yep. Walmart Rodri. He's just, he can get bullied a little bit too much for my liking. And I think I, I need somebody who's, who's stronger, who's more physical, who's a bit of more of a destroyer. I don't want anybody. I, to I totally get that, but we're on a budget, Whereas, you know, so. This you're out of budget, yeah. This, well, that's why yeah. Zoom is there already. We kept them because they already yeah. bought him. They bought him last season. This was oh, supposed to be the destroyer true. that they brought in. That's why I have, no, free. I have no I problem with I can't lie. I totally forgot about that. I can't lie. I didn't forget about it, but I was like. The the pivot of Lavia and Ward Prowse already exists and it, and I know it works, yeah. but I have no issues if if Lavia has bigger aspirations and goes somewhere else, and I'm stuck playing Basuma because I, like there's worse places to be because he's perfect for James Ward Prowse. And Basuma has levels to develop still, and I think under yeah. the manager he could. I totally think agree. think of what Palinia is now for Fulham, and Palinia mm-hmm. is another one I looked at for for potential transfers to bring in. I think that. And Paulinho played, by the way, under Ruben Amorim. And that's where he got his move to Fulham. And now people are recognizing it because he's the, the ultimate destroyer in the Prem. Basuma has that in him. And I think that Ruben Amorim can make that out of Basuma and just make him an all, like a total menace. Because dude's good enough on the ball. And we forget because this season he hasn't played much because he's been injured. It's not because lack of quality, because I'd argue he's probably Spurs' best holding midfield option. He just hasn't been able to break into the team through fitness, through whatever else, through all the chaos at Spurs. Dude, back Yves Basuma. Give Yves, Yves Basuma 10 games and you'll never drop him again. And it'll take, even if it's that long, just to get him warmed up into the system. Man has legs, man has physicality, broken, push the ball forward. He's composed enough to pass, and I don't need him to be more than that because next to him, James Ward Prowse never misses a game. Bro's always there. And now I have oh, the perfect yeah. juxtaposition and a pivot in midfield here. Both can press, both are hardworking, both can tackle. I have one who can sit back a little more, and I have one who can, who can go attack. East to the freaking peas, man. It's done. James Ward yeah, super it. underrated. Right? We all have James Ward yeah, in our team. Absolutely. That's freaking sick. Bro, of course. How can you not, though, to be fair? How like, can the, you not? If, if this guy doesn't move, everybody's an idiot. Every single club. Everybody's mm-hmm. an idiot. In, mm-hmm. in the existence of history. Because yeah, do yeah. you understand? Like, you can't let this man go down and stay down 
with Southampton. He's he's no, too I, good for that. Bro, think of the clubs that could pick him up. Is underrated. Think of the backup. Think of yeah. any of the back. Like you, he could walk into and sit on every single top six's bench. Like and and we're saying he's gonna start for Spurs. I think he he can definitely be on the bench at at United, at City, at Chelsea. Probably even mm. could start at Chelsea. Um, Arsenal yeah. could probably do something. Someone like him. Spurs would start him. Spurs like, would start this guy yeah, definitely the... belongs in the top eight of the Premier League. Probably Whether somewhere it's as there, a right? starter or as as a backup. Even I mean, he's not the greatest progressive dribbler, and he gets a little bit overzealous with his tackles at the time. He's not perfect. But if you're West yeah. Ham and you can move Declan Rice for like a hundred mil, and you can Buy go get James Ward Prowse for literally 10, 15, 20, 25 at max because they're relegated. I think it would have cost 25 if you stayed in the prep. Right yeah. now he's relegated too. I think you're looking at 20 mil. I understand it's not a like-for-like like replacement, but in terms of presence in your team, James Ward-Prowse is the captain, bro. Dude can play. And I think that he'd be absolutely perfect for the system here and what I'm building because bro understands the league. He knows his responsibilities. And ultimately, I think he fits in any of our respective systems because everybody knows. If you know, you know what James Ward-Prowse, you know what, what that guy offers. That's exactly it. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Anyway, let's move through because now we get to get into the exciting part. And this is the attack. This is the attack that we can wrap the show because, guys, it's flying by. I, I still have to give you my cam. Oh, I'm sorry. You do. Yes, oh. I have to give you my number 10. I forgot. And, I, and I already told you that we, I have a relegation midfield three, so no prizes for guessing who my cam is, but it's James freaking James. <laughs> I was going to say, did you forget? Yeah, are they get relegated? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I did. I assumed that Leicester wouldn't get relegated, but you're right. Relegation bound. Right now. You don't think looks, he's too big for this? Relegation bound. How much would you think you would um, cost if Leicester got relegated? If Leicester got and relegated, you think Spurs I'm, I'm win that race? 13 million. Wow, that little, eh? Yeah, because you can't demand much when you're releg- when you're relegated. Like beggars mm-hmm. can't be choosers, right? You you need money in the championship, and, and he's not going to. A bunch of your players are going to get yeah, yeah. A bunch of your players are going to get picked apart. So if Leicester want to survive the 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 pyramid and bounce back with any urgency, they have to sell them for as much as they can, right? So and I think thirty million is is where you're going. Um, is he okay. bigger than this? Probably. Probably, because I think, I think Newcastle can will convince snatch him. him if he goes. Newcastle would would be like you could do a lot worse, dude. Yeah. Like they they should, and if they don't, then they should. But I think at the mm. moment there's still a surprise factor with Newcastle being in the top four. Mm. Whereas maybe if they wait another year, then then he does get too big for Spurs, and and Newcastle is probably the likely destination. But Spurs can still go into that negotiation, being like, we don't know, you don't know if if newcastle are here to stay they're definitely going to be in the top six next year but we've got the infrastructure and and stuff to to keep pushing forward and we still we're still a bigger draw than newcastle so why don't you come over here that's interesting that you have james ward prowse and james madison and james madison and this just a couple of jameses running the couple of jameses one of them them is still waiting for relegation to be you think they're gonna argue already down you think they're gonna argue over who gets to take the uh, free kicks the james paper scissors Yeah. I mean, James O'Prowse has three names. Pick one, dude. Like, dude, come on. I agree 100%. Do you want to be... But but here's the thing. Have you ever said Ward Prowse? It's always James O'Prowse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you have to no say one ever says Ward Prowse. But you can right, say Madison. Right, right. You can say Madison. <laughs> so you think he's the you ultimate know what I mean? James? Every yeah, single... James it's like Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Who has only said Wan-Bissaka? Or no. just Bissaka? Or Juan? Or yeah. Aaron? And if you say Aaron, always like, Aaron who are you talking about? a thousand yeah. Aaron. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Always. Not Arnold. Yeah. No, people call him Trent, though. Yeah, people call him Trent. They've locked in on one. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. 
Yeah, but I mean, having hyphenated last name pretty much ruins your superstar mobility. In my <laughs> That's, like, yeah. you can't, you just can't have that, right? Loft his cheek. Yeah, can we get into our? Uh, can we get? Let's into go into the attack, here? baby. Let's go for it. All right, mm-hmm. Mina. So we all have wingers, right? We all have wingers and a striker. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that yeah. my wingers are not my wide players. They're kind of inverted a little bit more. But two of the ones that I have who are, who for these positions are ones that Spurs already have. So I'll get mine out of the way because I think they're not. Uh, groundbreaking and then i'll get to transfers afterwards i think that sun and kulisevsky are perfect That's for this exactly role. two of my front three how yeah, could you not too. joe do you agree here yeah we all kind of agree the yeah, quality agree. that spurs yeah. have is in this area right dehan kulisevsky i think is actually super underrated but broken play even as a 10 if you really want him to i think that his best actually probably served as a 10 in my opinion because dude can push the ball forward and link up sun's been interesting this season because last season he was spectacular and this season he can't time his runs the same way. Like there's just a little bit that's that's slightly different about him. So I'm suggesting maybe we have to adapt his game marginally. Maybe Sun becomes this inside forward playing slightly off of the striker rather than, I mean, mind you, he does that pretty similarly now, but instead of having to push the line and run off the shoulder, because apparently he can't time that run anymore. Bro's always offside, okay? Now, the striker who I've bought, and I, I want to pause for a second here, but I just think it's worth mentioning, is excellent at hold-up play and winning header battles. So whether he's winning it backwards for teams to then set, get set in transition or looking for someone who can push the high line, I've kept Arnaut Danjuma on the bench here to be an integral member of this squad, unlike how he's being used now, because dude has is fast and dude can play. And people just... Danjuma's a threat. Massively underrated. Like they brought him in and they just didn't play him. He's totally underutilized. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think I think Kulisevsky and Son should stay, and and it speaks volumes that all three of us have kept them. They're yeah. actually the only two players that I've kept from the current like current yeah. Spurs squad. <laughs> You're hey, oh, like that's true. the other like they're literally two of the eleven in my in my <laughs> eleven, and they're the only ones that are that have stayed. Um, but I'm getting kind of like you uh, alluded to. I'm getting a lot of my width from my fullbacks. Um, yeah. Yeah, but okay. I'm I'm requiring a lot more of them to come back. Okay. However, I'm fine with Ward Prowse and Lavia to cover their their space when they're bombing forward. So I'm okay right. with that. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Joe, what about you? Talk about these. But I know you don't like to praise Spurs, but these are like the only two players probably worth praising. No, no, no. The the you you have to have those two on your team, right? Yeah. And like Mina said, like the fact that he just kept them from the whole garbage team means <laughs> that they're like pretty decent, right? So yeah. uh, I always rated Kulusevski. Tom Kane and Kulusevski is a hell of a front three. Yeah, dude, it yeah, really yeah, is. Such a like, shame they have such trash players yeah. everywhere else. There's just no, no really platform to, to to play. Yeah, so, Kulusevski no, is the creator doubt, and Son as the like the dynamic forward who just makes things happen. Who's super two footed. He's explosive. He can shoot. Knows how to hit a ball. The curl on the inside, beating a defender, mm-hmm. going left and cutting it back. It's, like I have nothing but good things to say about Son. He's an assassin, and Kulusevski is a is a marvelous creator. Assassin. Right when he, when army, he literally bro, in Korea. <laughs> yeah, bro had everything to play for. So I think these ones are worth keeping. But anyway, let's talk about how these players will be accented by a new striker because the Harry Kane-sized gap in the team is pretty massive. So what player could possibly fill this void without offsetting pretty much the entirety of the profit that they make from selling Harry Kane? I would love to hear from you guys. And Joe, I want to hear from you first as to who who's <laughs> winning you this Champions League for you guys because I feel like we keep going Mina and me first. Not yet, not yet, but eventually, eventually he will win the Champions League because virtually he did win the Champions League with me three times, actually. Um, that this? person I'm going with is uh, Patsandaka. 
We're, we're rating. Relegation bound. Listen, bro, Leicester's just finest. picked up Zambia's finest. Zambia's yeah, finest. Yeah, you rated Leicester, bro. Between I, me and Joe, we're Leicester's done as gone. a team. <laughs> yeah, gone. They're, they're not coming back up, bro. Yeah, nope. bro. Listen, Pats and Daka. This is a blowout okay. sale. You guys went to a garage sale with, with $5 in your Fire pocket sale. and bought yeah. everything. Fire sale. Yeah, no. Yo, tell me, yourself, what's so great real. about him? Because you've rated Pats and Daka for years and years and years now. Yeah, yeah, bro. Listen, physical ability, okay? Uh, I Kane is the best a striker at distributing the ball I've ever seen in my life, okay? That's fine. But that's not how I want to play, true. okay? How I want to play is I need that strong, physical, fa- he who's physicality is a big thing. So he has pace, he has strength, but he yeah. has finishing too, bro. I don't think yeah. Pats and Daka has been fully unleashed especially in a team with Leicester who do have Vardy and Nacho. So if you have like a small mistake, they might just sub you out. None of that. Mm. Okay. We need some proper development for Pats and Daka. So Kulasovsky is going to just feed him the ball at this point. This is going to be kind of a holland desk type striker that I'm going with. Okay. I don't really international need front three you've got there. Yeah. What's that? I know. I know. Yeah. An international diverse, mix of vibe. Like you've what got can over I say, there. bro? Vibes from the Afro beats from Pats and Daka, the K pop from Sun, and then I'm Eurovision gonna... coming all the way from Sweden. Like this is sick. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to shout out my mentor, Jose Mourinho. You know, he told me yep. that. Uh, That's three that different ways. He told you to buy an fish, African Joe. striker. Bro. Yeah, buy an African striker. You've got three different cuisines for pickling fish. Like <laughs> yeah, fermented <I> <laughs> fish, Korea, Sweden, and Zambia. This is sick. You got it, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah, like, uh, we're like culture family fest. cookouts. Are Loyola crazy. culture fest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loyola culture fest. Carasaga, dude. That's that a deep is, cut. Carasaga. <laughs> yeah. So Mina, I who's leading the line for you? Here. For me. Is another international, Jonathan David. Uh, signed our Interesting. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Boy, we're Jonathan going all David. over the Bro, Mr. 305 over here, bro. We're going all over yeah, the Yeah, let's go. Tell me about Jonathan David. Why is he leading your line for you? He's bound to leave. He's bound to leave Lille. He's, yeah. I think he's punching way over his, his weight right now. And I think he's bound for a Premier League move specifically. I thought mm. of someone like Randall Colomwani, but I think he's going to be too expensive. And, and I think we've already signed him for Bayern between the three of us. Yeah, we did. I think he's, he's destined for that move and, and he fits perfectly over there. So I didn't want to go with him. I went with Jonathan David because he's young enough to mold into a proper finisher. But he's also really good at just holding the lineup and and finding other players and that's exactly how i want to utilize my runners in son and kulusevsky dude i'm so glad you said that because i i like jonathan david but i'm just so glad you know i took a big risk here i just want you guys to know if i'm breaking the fourth wall here throwing to both of you first meant that both of you could steal my thunder if you guys took my striker and i'm so glad that neither of you did because now i get to just bring the heat this is the most interesting this is the most interesting um rebuild that i think we've ever done yeah Yeah. it's the most diverse and most interesting 100 it's so different but i mean i built mine for i know bro they don't deserve this this is such good content we've given them ruben amorim loves a focal point striker and i went with somebody who is Premier League proven an underrated playmaker who can drop deep, who wins five aerial duels Rumble per 90 against Lukaku. center backs? No, God, no. It's disgusting. I went for <laughs> Ivan Tony. I no, wanted to I sign Ivan Tony. This is the I boy, wanted bro. to sign Ivan Tony. Give I'm Ivan Tony his damn flowers. Dude, came ask from, me why like, I didn't sign Ivan Tony. Can I tell you the um, Ivan Tony story first? Yes, please go for it. Bro came from Peter, bro. In the like League One, 
to Brentford because he scored a thousand goals in League One. Then he broke the championship goal scoring record until Mitrovic broke it again, I think. And then dude came up to the Premier like, yeah, but can you hang up here with these big boys? And dude's got Guess 20 Premier League goals. All right. Ivan Tony drops deep when necessary. Dude can head the ball, wins those aerial duels to head it back. Very two-footed when he sees a, a runner off the shoulder because he drops deep. And as we know, a prolific finisher. If you're replacing Harry Kane, you need a player who can do as many of the things that Kane can do as possible. Now, I'm not going to pretend for you that Ivan Tony has the same passing range as Harry Kane. We know that nobody does. But that doesn't mean that Ivan Tony can't pass. He actually is quite a wonderful creator in the way that they do things here. And if Ivan Tony's leading the line in a fluid front three with these guys, whether it be Dan Juma or Kulisevsky, and then Son... Well, all of a sudden, I can create overloads in areas Lightning and have any of them be the striker to go in. Dude, it doesn't have to be the most pace in the entire world. But if it's cutbacks, Tony's there. If it's creating the chances, he's there. If I need him to play with faster opposition, I could sub out Kulisevsky and put in Danjuma because yeah. Danjuma's got more pace. If I need him to drift left because he tends to do that and Sun has to go more central, he can do that. He's the epitome of Hold exactly what they need. And dude, I don't think costs more than 60 million pounds. I think that would be extremely high, to be honest. I think that he's just like in the sweet spot of everything you need for a fraction of the cost of what Harry Kane would, 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 would command. Totally agree on every single point. Why didn't you take him? Because he is a liability with his betting. I <laughs> 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 had no footballing reasons <laughs> to not sign him. He has Bruce had jail. 200 <laughs> bets. Do you know how many games people have missed for three bets in what? history? I think they've missed like eight games. Like people have been suspended for eight, like uh. for 200 counts of betting charges. I don't know how this guy's not been retired yet. It's like forced to retire. <laughs> yeah. So I have no yeah. footballing reasons why I didn't sign him because I absolutely agree with every single thing you just said there. It would be perfect. It would be perfect. And you know what, bro? We're going to we're gonna risk it. We're going to risk it. Let's For however it. many games we get him, we're going to get him. It's all about bro. the character, guys. It's all about the character in the dressing That's exactly. <laughs> Broken play. Bro's going to bet it. against himself to not score at Anfield within 90 <laughs> minutes and to give the ball away for them to score. And we're going to love every every single second of it because we want to see them lose, but we want to see them with the teams that we built. Exactly. <laughs> Joe, what do you think of this? What do you think of the Everton shout? I think, I think, uh, I think all, both your shouts are really good, to be honest with you. Uh, Ivan yeah, Tony's boy. perfect. Hey, I didn't even good. think of it like that. That's actually fantastic. Yeah, boy. Um, but uh, high-minded shit. But I don't know if he'll win you a Champions League, to be honest with you. But I'm telling you, <laughs> we're going to win a Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna win i love example. i love that we started this episode with saying their ambitions are so far away from just going for the premier league and joe for the entire episode has been targeting the champions league yeah when they're so far away from qualifying for i absolutely don't worry it. bro it's the mentality monsters You're doing it. out here okay? 2026 champions Thank league you, winners yeah. 2026 <laughs> Yeah, That's bro. the move, bro. Think of the, the revenge arc for James Ward Prowse from a relegated bro, to Champions League winner, bro. Story. Yo, I think we built unbelievable teams. The only the, the other transfer I made, by the way, uh, for Spurs, which I think is important that they make for Ruben Amorim in particular, is Pedro Gonzalez. And I've been pitching him away from sporting for a long time. Dude has, again, 25 goal involvements playing anywhere That's across sick. the front three. Super versatile, can play in the double pivot when necessary, but again... Like, you better be a team that's about to smash because he's going to be further up, not necessarily the defensive one, but he runs, he knows how to hit a ball, he gets crazy amounts of goals and assists, and I think that production can't be slept on, especially if you're bringing him from a manager who knows him personally. I think it'd be just perfect for what they want to do. I like it. Just the, the little, the little like cherry on top there. But otherwise, bro, 
Hey, you know who he didn't mention? Richarlison. What do we do with Richarlison? I uh, sell him to a pigeon coop. Yeah. You sell him? Is that what you do with him? Yeah. How much you get for Richarlison the season guy. after? Bought him for Bold 60. Move. Sell him for help. <laughs> you know what? You know where he goes? He goes Leicester. He's the he's the Pats and Docker replacement of the championship. <laughs> nah, bro. Kalechi no, and Nacho scoring him. 35 goals in the championship. That's exactly what's going to happen, bro. Yeah. Kalechi's going to have the craziest of all sniffing the pitch in the championship. Nope. No chance. Bro. No, you know where he can go? Back to Everton. Go save your boys. Go, go promote Be a legend. Yeah, be a legend. Yeah. Go be a legend. Go a legend. The championship. <laughs> Crazy. Heck, anyway, no, I'm guys. sending him to a pigeon coop. He's racing <laughs> pigeons. You want to be a pigeon? Happy we go. Go fly. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Guys, is that it? Do we have anything else to add for the Spurs rebuild? No, I think this was no, fun. Uh, I think, Spurs, I think we're good. I think I've I've helped them enough. Yeah, I think you've done plenty. <laughs> know, maybe Xabi Alonso yeah, comes and takes this team. We'll see. It'd be interesting. I think Ruben Amorim is, is the perfect appointment. I think that they'd be stupid to go with anybody else, but they are stupid, and so they probably will go for somebody they else. They probably will go with someone else. Um, yeah, that's exactly it. They're going to go with like a prolific back four manager, and you're like, oh, you idiots, guys. Okay. Yeah. You know what, though? Joe they could appoint Joe right now. Yeah, Joe with the team that he's yeah, built, that's bro. it. I'd love to hear. Joe, can you go through your team we'll one more was. time? Do, go through your team one more yeah. time, then Mina will do the same, and so will I, and then we'll, we'll wrap in finality. All right, fantastic. So in net, I've got my boy Jordan Pickford. Uh, center back pairing are Romero and Webster. Uh, right back, I went with Pereira. Uh, left back, I went with Spinazzola. My uh, three in midfield is James Ward-Prowse, Bentacor, and uh, either Onana or Ndidi. And my wings are Son and Kulisevsky, and my striker is Patsadaka. Oh, Mina, go. I like it. I went with uh, Livakovic in net, Frimpong, Bastoni, Kim and Jay, and Estupinian as my back four. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Ward-Prowse, Romeo Lavia in, in the six, and uh, James Madison in the ten. And I went with a front three of Son, Jonathan David, and Kulusevsky for a total of nine purchases out of 11 <laughs> that I can field. I love it, dude. And I've went with Evie Martinez and Net in a 3-4-3 formation uh, with Evan Indica, Axel DeSassi, and Christian Romero as my back three. Destiny Udigi as my left wing back. Pedro Poro as my right wing back. James Ward-Prowse and Yves Basuma as my holding midfielders. Uh, Son Kulisevsky as my dovetail eights slash wingers, but they're my inside forwards, so they're not really wingers. And leading the line is Ivan Tony. Guys, all of our teams on I a like budget, all three teams. Like to be I honest, like but they all teams. offer something a little bit different. Yeah. But using the Harry Kane money in particular, we've we funded very very like decent squads here. Better, way better than what they currently if, have. If if we get approved with 150 million post post selling Kane, yeah. I think we can build all three teams. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so too. I Let mean, me the who's the most expensive transfer? Ivan Tony. I, th- I think I have the most expensive transfer of anybody. I think the Ivan Tony one will cost more than in terms of else. a single transfer, probably. But, right uh, for objective transfer, realistic. I, I don't yours will cost the most to get job. nine players. In terms of no. realistic, well, you got yeah, nine players, bro. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, three yeah. of them, three of the mid- like the midfield three is all getting relegated. So that's a total yeah. of 40, 40 million for all. That's a combined twelve million for for all those <laughs> players from, from the championship. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it unfolds. Each. I mean, listen, the thing is, I think this is I'm one of the best. I'm not excited to see how it unfolds. When I see, I, I am just because next year. I think it's interesting to see how competitive the Premier League is 
with mm. your ability to raid the relegation clubs. Like the teams who are going down right now, I don't think we're going to see this for yeah. a long time. I think the next clubs who come up, who go down, are going to have championship level players. Like the ones who are getting relegated now have championship level players and some really, really good ones. But those really, really good ones are going to be able to get picked up here. So I think That's this true. is like a very, very competitive. Some good buys in the, in, the, in the relegation battle right now. Bro, really there's lots buys. of good buys in the league. By the way, if you're, if you're Spurs, you could go over to Crystal Palace, get Olise. Yeah. Right? Like as a as a you have no shortage of quality in this league to go shop from if you really want to but i think we've done more than our fair share here so let's wrap up episode number 194 there have been episodes that felt like they've flown by before but never like this 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 felt like the fastest episode this one actually, we've ever done i i like this episode and i i hate that it's for spurs because all oh, three too. of us came out all guns blazing with the energy and and yeah. good picks um so we really did know, screw spurs for making us do this <laughs> but i enjoyed it nonetheless me too it was great to have you both. Joe, thank you for joining me. Of course, bro. Thank you for having me. Brother Amina, thank you for joining me. Always a pleasure, my friend. Guys, this has been episode number 194 of the Jersey Wall podcast today. We rebuilt Tottenham Hotspur. Be sure to follow us on our social channels. The link is in the description. We love you guys. We'll see you next time right here on the Jersey Wall podcast, baby. Peace.